This is a Hoff Studios podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Mom Curious Podcast. I'm Daniela Rabani, and I'm so happy you're here. We are joined today (laughs) by my beloved friend, Nicole Raviv, who is an international singer, songwriter, actress, you're also, I, I would, I would think, um, an advocate in sort of um, in your own special way, since you do sing in multiple languages, sort of weaving the human experience, peace, acceptance, coexistence into your art. At least that's the way I sort of receive it. But how did we meet? Did we meet on Instagram? <laughs> I think we met online. Yeah. Um, but then you had come to Israel, where I currently am located, yeah. and we had a beautiful time together. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like I saw you sing Hallelujah and totally fell in love with your voice. Wow. Yeah. It was like, wow, my gosh. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. That was that was a while ago. Yeah. And then we sort of started up a dialogue. But you know you came out to New York and we had that fun, um, I don't know, it was like a... It was like a girl's day. It was like a girl's <laughs> day. We did that. It was then that we sort of decided to have a chat here on the podcast and really dig into this conversation around what it might mean to be an international artist and mother. Yes. Um but maybe we should set the scene for a little bit. Who are you today? Who am I today? Um, well, I'm a woman, first and foremost. Mm. I feel that very much approaching my 30th year. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm living my 30th year, right? But I'm about to hit that milestone. Um, I very much feel that that transition between girl to woman in the yeah. past few years. I'm an artist, of course. I see myself as a singer um, and a creative, mm. just a creative who likes to travel and likes to embrace myself yeah. in, in culture and tradition and family. I'm a big family woman. Yeah. So I see myself as a daughter and a sister and a wife. And and now it's all kind of like a big salad. And it's like... <laughs> You know, how do I then take all of those pieces and bring that to future generations? Yeah. What's your artistic life like these days? So I do a lot of performances, all sorts of of things, um, ranging from singing with orchestras and singing with bands. And now I'm actually starting my own project. So um, actually in Israel, I started working with a few new producers and getting back into the studio, writing music, getting into the songwriting again. It's always a process of 
you know, letting it all out. Um, but I'm excited about that and putting some more original work into the world. I've been doing a lot of events that have allowed me to travel and, and like you said, bring yeah. peace into the world. I just got back um, this year from Dubai and from a tour in Canada and Israel, of course. And sometimes I come back from, I mean, come back to New York, which we're here right now. Yeah. So you do a lot come of, back quite a lot. I do come back a lot. I, I have it on my Instagram <laughs> I mean, like, bio, New York, Tel Aviv. And usually people are like New York, LA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> like, like, that's a pretty quite, far distance. Yeah, I mean, it's very <laughs> impressive that like you're here. Like I turn around and like every couple months we get to connect all over again. Yeah. Well, New York is one of my homes. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I have three homes. My childhood home was Canada, mm. Montreal, mm. Montreal. And New York was a big part of my career. It's like where I became the artist and figured out, you know, who I am, went to school, trained, mm. auditioned for the first time, worked for the first time, got an agent for the first time. All those things that you do when you're like... You were like the voice of the Rangers. The Islanders. Oh, the Islanders. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> do your research. I'm not it's a okay. hockey fan. I'm They're so both sorry. New York. I'm really sorry. They're both New York hockey teams, but they are rivals. Okay, sorry about that. Also, I was raised on Long Island, by the way, so I so, should be an Islanders fan. There you go. I just, you know... <clears throat> anyway, you were the lady who sang the national anthem for them for how long? I did it from 2019 to 2021. Wow. So two seasons, every game. Wow. Every home game. Obviously, when they were on the road, um, I wouldn't travel with them. But through COVID, I, I went through that with them and the whole sports industry and how there were no fans in the stadiums. Wow. And we would do like taped recordings or I would go sing just for the players with no audience, <laughs> except for on TV, it'd be broadcasted. Wow. And once fans came back to the stadium, it was actually a really, it was like doing it all from scratch and wow. people were excited again to be with each other, like the human connection. So it almost took a whole other responsibility of what I was doing because People started singing together. There was a whole, there was a whole moment with my microphone stopping to work and a viral rendition of the anthem where the whole stadium ended up singing with me. And then we started doing that every performance wow. until we reached almost Stanley Cup. Like we were in Stanley Cup finals. Wow. Um, I'm really taken with actually the idea of you being Canadian, <laughs> singing the American national anthem, and then moving to Israel and singing in Arabic. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. a real, you know, we think about like international singer songwriter as this sort of like, you know, glamorous and it is a glamorous statement, but really like it is embedded in your soul to be a citizen of the world. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Well, when it came to the hockey team, sometimes we would play Canadian hockey teams. So I would <laughs> also I would be able right, to hockey sing. in Canada is a big deal. Actually, now that I'm okay, I'm reminded of the ice. Yes, yes. So this th <laughs> there is a connection there. Okay, go on. So I'm just saying it was nice to kind of sing both anthems, and then when I would sing the Canadian one, I would do the bilingual English French one, mm. and that's what I grew up listening to in Montreal. So I think I've tried to always fuse different parts of me through language. And because I was raised that way, like my father was born in Morocco mm. and my mom in Romania. So they, they're like two separate parts of the world, but met in Israel. 
and then moved our family to Canada. So it's kind of like we were always like those wandering Jews. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't relate more. You know, my, my parents are, I, I say that they're both Israeli, but one is from Iran and the other, you know, from also what's now the Ukraine, but it changed hands so many times, Chernovitz and Poland. Totally two different worlds, two different, absolutely two different cultures coming together and then yeah. living here in in the United States. I, I mean, it's part of why we have such a kinship. Yeah. So you understand, like, sometimes you want to express yourself in a certain way and a certain word will come up to you and it will only be, you like, you'll only be able to say it in Hebrew or... Yeah. or Yiddish. Yiddish, exactly. Although you've been learning Ara um, Arabic. I keep I have. wanting to say Aramaic, which is like <laughs> not a language people speak, but go on. That would be a whole other... Yeah, you'd be a Talmud game. scholar. Yeah. <laughs> not yet, not no. yet. There's still time. You never know. Yeah, I've been learning to sing in Arabic um, for the past two years at a place called El Sheikh in Tel Aviv and kind of diving into the Middle Eastern sounds. Mm. A really beautiful um, experience and I've performed so I've gotten to the point where I was learning and then actually delivering mm. and I have to say that it's going to be something that I'll try to incorporate into my original music I think my original music is kind of still developing and I think the main language will always be English but I think the nuances and I like to kind of make bilingual music or to just bring in different words here and there just to make you feel like oh like it's worldly and it's she's traveled <laughs> yeah and also it's you it's you know me. I I, yeah. I heard your song about your grandfather mm. and it was like English and Hebrew and of course for me I understand everything but who who cares if you understand every word like Right. That's the whole beauty of music. It's why so much of your um, so much of you singing in Arabic has been so powerful for you know thousands of fans on um, on the internet <laughs> because because it really does resonate. People feel understood when they're sung to in their mother tongue. Yeah, I think it opens up a different channel, and I'm still exploring it, but I'm like. I'm grateful to be able to be in that explorative state. Yeah. And I feel like it'll be interesting once I do have kids. Like, what language will I pass on to them? I mean, I tried to speak to my son in Hebrew. Really? Yeah, because that's what, you know, that's my first language. And um, your my first language isn't my mama lotion as they would say in yiddish it's not my mother tongue actually even though my parents spoke to me in hebrew i don't dream in hebrew i dream in english mm. and it was such a moment where i realized like okay i have a mother i have a father i have dna from them i have i have all of what's important to them in me and society has raised me too that the world itself is like a cradle for little me Hmm. And also for my son. So when I, I spoke to him in those early days, like there were things like singing. I would only sing to him in Hebrew or sometimes even in Yiddish, which was interesting because that's a newer language for me. But when I would speak to him, I'm going to take off your diaper now. And this is what we did today. It was always freer in English. It was always from my heart in English, which I'm curious to see how that works out with you. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, I have yet to find out, but <laughs> I see it with my siblings. So I'm the youngest of four and 
my el- um, the eldest is my brother, and he married a French Canadian, also Moroccan, in Canada. So she speaks to the kids in French. Beautiful. He speaks to the kids sometimes in English, sometimes in Hebrew. And then at school, they're learning all three, English, French, and Hebrew. That's kind of how I grew up. But they know which parent to speak to in which language. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. And it's a different dynamic. Oh, because it's a totally different personality. Yeah. And and it's like when, when you know, when my sister-in-law gets upset, it's definitely like French first and like, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think it is important. And then you, you have my elder sister who married an Italian. Mm. And so he speaks to the kids in Italian. Wow. And she speaks to them in English, but they live in Israel. So mm-hmm. they're getting the Hebrew from school. So that was their choice to kind of preserve languages that aren't so so taught in school over there. I mean, English is taught, but it's not as as fluent. Sure. And and I see that and I and I see my nephew who's seven and he can speak Italian and he can speak Ugh. Hebrew and he can speak English. And that's the age. Like when you're young, you're a sponge. You grasp all these languages. And that's what I was told. Like speak to them when they're little Mm because when you get older, it's going to be harder to to get your brain to like sit and learn a language. Well, part of the reason why I think it's so easy for you and pretty easy for me to pick up new languages is because when we were little, Mm -hmm. um, apparently you log all the sounds you'll ever hear between the ages of zero to three, and maybe even in utero, by the way, because wow. you can hear and sense and feel the vibrations in utero. So if you can't hear it, you can't speak it, actually. You know, like the resh in yeah. Hebrew or the in French. If right. you, uh, in like yeah. Spanish, that doesn't exist in some people's tongues because it doesn't actually exist in their ears and in their brains. They'd never heard it before. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. I ended up sending my kids to a bilingual school, Spanish, because that's the second language here in the United States. And how are they handling it? They they spoke Spanish for the first three years of their life. Do they still remember it? It was a Montessori school. My son does for sure, um, but they don't like speak it all the time because I don't, I don't speak Spanish. Um, but he picked up Hebrew very quickly. So I just throw them into these immersion programs whenever they're available. I don't think they're as, they're not as effective as like really immersive language, of course, with your caregivers, but uh, you know, we do the best we can with what we got. (laughs) I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to communicate to people all over the world. Wow. Spanish. Spanish. (laughs) Uh, is that is that up next for you? No, no, no. <laughs> I did have to learn Besame Mucho, though, the other day. <laughs> Are we going to sing that? Besame Mucho. <laughs> I, I learned that song. Right? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't speak any Spanish. I could I could pick that up. Or some of the Italian songs. Well, that's, that's also, also what's so interesting. <laughs> also with, like, Shakespeare. I mm. always felt like Shakespeare was so easy to, easy, quote, unquote, easy to memorize because it's rhythmic. It's music. When you learn to sing in a different language, it's totally different than when you have to speak it. Oh, yeah. Because you're used to, I mean, like, the first thing classical students learn are arias, and those are in Italian. Mm-hmm. And most most of the time, they don't speak Italian. Yeah. But it's something about your muscle memory and the way that you learn a song that you're able to do it. Also, we come out of the womb singing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like totally pre- like pre-verbal is just sound. Right. So like the self-consciousness is not involved. You know, when we're singing it, some people are very self-conscious when they sing. But if you're not as a singer, like it, there's just something pre-words that happens when you're like holding out a note for a good long time. Wow. It doesn't matter. I think. I think that's how I experience it. It's true. Don't they do like a hearing test right when you're... They do a hearing test right when, when you're born, yeah. And you'll hear... I mean, you know, you have nieces and nephews. Yeah. Like when they're like... <laughs> they're talking to you. You know what I mean? Like you'll, they you'll, are. They are. You know, you've they noticed are. it, right? Of course. Yes. Yes. They're, they're trying to speak. They're, they're, they're communicating. They're, they're definitely speaking. Yeah. They're like little aliens. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> it really is weird. But also amazing. Do you like being an aunt? I love being an aunt. Yeah. I think I've, I was an aunt at 14 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I feel like I was always the cool aunt, you know? <laughs> you come to me with your problems. Uh, I won't tell your parents. <laughs> so, are you like friends with this? I am. My nearly fifteen-year-old is yeah, is fifteen. Wow, sweet sixteen next year, and we have a big age gap between each sibling. So, me and my brother were sixteen years apart, but wow. me and my niece were fourteen years apart. So, I'm actually closer in age to my niece than my brother. Wow. Yeah, from the same same two parents. parents. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I know. It's a little weird. But um, it, it allowed me to embrace, like, I don't have younger siblings. So my, my nieces and nephews are my younger siblings. Wow. That's so cool. And I got to see that happen around me. And everyone's like, when are you happening? <laughs> yeah. So we should talk about that, right? When I, by the way, when I went to Israel with my husband of, like, five seconds, I mean, we're, we've been together <laughs> We've been together for 14 years. But at the time, we had just gotten um, married and we were like, you know, wandering the shuk, which is the the market in, where was it? Was it Tel Aviv? Maybe even Tzfat. Okay. Mm. We had some people I'm just trying to buy a trinket from are like, when are you having a baby? (laughs) No, come on. You know, they're like always up in your face. They're like, they see love. They're like, love. Procreate. Right. Do you get that question a lot? Every day. Every day? Well, I've been married for four years. So it's like, what have you been doing all this time? You've been doing a lot. (laughs) I know. You've been traveling the world. Countries. We've we have a dog. That's also a whole parenting situation. It is a whole parenting situation. Where's the dog now? The dog is with a dog sitter in our apartment. It's like we can't travel without, you know, babysitting and figuring out who's watching the dog. I'm um, a big advocate for dog parents, by the way. I think it's great to start out as it's a like dog 20%. parent. It's like 20%. I keep changing the percentage every time we talk about this. <laughs> um, first of all, it's like 40%. It's like, 30, it's, like, it's like 20%. <laughs> it's a percentage. Right. It really is. You love that dog. It's of very course. Cute dog. He's I'm my baby. The, yeah, that's your baby. Yeah. And like, it's the one. It, I remember when I got Bernardo, who's 11 now. I called my parents after like his first bath and I was like, oh my God, this, I, I'm so sorry. I, this is hard. I really like saw myself in the dog. I was like, wow, like this is what my parents went. This is how much you loved me. I mean, and it was a percentage. Like it was like, it's yeah. This is how you cared for me. Of course. Yeah. Especially the first six months of the dog's life. I know. 
which I guess is similar to a baby. Similar, but different. you can't leave a you can't leave a baby home for eight hours. But right, eight hours is a long time. Oof. I mean, once Could they're once they're like trained, the freedom. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Can I imagine the freedom? Oh my god. Do you have freedom? No. Um, <laughs> Truth. <laughs> there you have it. Well, I mean, I, my kids are still little, right? So like they're six and four. Do I have freedom? No, I, I don't. And I don't know. I wonder when it'll sort of come back, this idea of like freedom, because I they're always on my mind. They're always present for me in every interaction. I have other things, though. I have like a depth of understanding in the world. I have a connection to women in a way that I never really did before. Mm. The first thing you said is I'm a woman. Well, yeah, I mean, the woman's greatest power is giving life. I think so. And I think it's not a woman's only power. No. But it really is pretty incredible. Pretty magical. I mean, like, really, oh my God. Like, to put human life on this earth and then to sustain it. I feel, so I, I have a sense of that I also have a sense of like, hmm, I'm an adult now. And now, and mm. and I, you know, there are plenty of books written about how, <laughs> you know, parents aren't necessarily adults. You know, they can parent pretty badly, actually, if you're not, if you don't adult. But I make the conscious effort too. I feel connected to everything. I feel a real connection to everything and everyone in a way that I didn't before but free I I wouldn't consider myself free that's That's, so interesting that's the truth so how do you get that freedom like a night out with a babysitter no I don't think I I don't think I feel I can feel happy I can feel um fun I can feel adventure I I went all the way to Israel twice right right I had a good time but I also am more tired than I was before. Mm. I'm also older. Something that I was thinking about in this conversation was, you know, people always consider like, should I have children younger or older? And there are pros and cons to both for sure. But you do have more energy when you're younger. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and you need I'm already it. feeling tired. <laughs> <laughs> and you need it. You need it because like you, you, the, the sleep... The sleep situation isn't necessarily great. You know this about the yeah. dog, right? The dog would like wake up in the middle of the night and sure. has to right. So that's a thing that happens with children also. And for longer, potentially, yeah. maybe not always. And the juggling that happens, you need energy. You need energy. You need a supportive community. The idea of like self-sufficiency is a lie that fades away. Bye-bye. <laughs> later not scared at all <laughs> but is it scary a little bit i won't lie yeah. tell me i mean i think voicing it is like so healthy and it's um it's why i i think this podcast has been resonating with people because mm. we're allowed to say it's scary i mean fear is definitely something that comes up with the unknown so right. you don't know so you're just scared of it yeah i think once it happens to you you champ it out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't. You know, I was in preparation for this talk. I thought to myself, like, you understand what it means to have a calling, 
Mm. You moved countries. You pursue a career that that is inherently unstable and difficult. And here you are still prevailing and succeeding. And like you understand what a calling is. Mm. I think parenthood is a calling. I don't think it's for everyone. Mm. It's why when people say out of nowhere in some random market, you know, like, (laughs) when are you going to be a parent? Like, when are you going to have a baby? I get sort of like pissed because I'm like, it's not for everyone. Mm. If a soul is wanting to be mothered by you, you know. Of course. It is for me. I know that. Yeah. I know that. So that's a good feeling, knowing it's for me. That is a good feeling. Yeah. I don't question if. I think it's just the when. Yeah. There are benefits also to being a parent uh, in your 30s. Yeah. Financial stability. Right. Is a real thing. I think like people try to sidestep that, but you can offer your children better opportunities. Mm -hmm. It's a real thing. What you may not have is like parents who are as grandparents who are as nimble and as able to like care. Although you have older siblings, so maybe they'll have older siblings. And I think my parents, God bless them, (laughs) are healthy and willing and able Good. and really supportive and that's also part of the reason I kind of picked up and moved to where they live yeah just to kind of set myself up for Good. the idea of a family and yeah. settling down and I didn't have that kind of support in New York yeah New York was where I blossomed and where I was working and where I was career 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 and I didn't see myself being wrapped with my parents like yeah. I was as a kid and it yeah. was really important for me some people might not have that opinion, but for me, I was like, I need Ima. No, but <laughs> need you also Abba. do need, you need it. Yeah. With children. I think that's a real thing. Also, you're blossoming yeah. amazingly in Israel. So that's which is the funny incredible. part. Because <laughs> I didn't move for career. You did. But I found all these new avenues that are allowing me to have both, hopefully. And that's also something I was going to talk to you about is like this misconception of, oh, you can't have it all. Mm. Like you have to choose Mm. between being a singer or being an artist and living this free-spirited life and then being a mom. And it's like once you become a mom, you're no longer relevant and you Mm. can no longer do those things or you can no longer be hired or looked at and sexy, young, hot, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, why put that fear and anxiety into women who need to think about this and want to think about this. Because the patriarchy really wants us. I'm I'm (laughs) sorry to use the P word, but the patriarchy really would like us to diminish ourselves, right? Like we've been fed that from a very young age. I mean, there is nothing sexier than a woman who literally brings life and music and Hmm. art into the world, there is nothing sexier. And that is a challenge to the status quo. If we believe the lies we've been taught, and that's the thing about children actually, even before they're born, they're here to change the world. Hmm. You know, like we experience ourselves at the same age as our children, like witnessing them. So, uh, you know, when my daughter turned four yesterday, there I was almost in my subconscious four all over again. And so there are things that get worked out in me. 
even in like preconception, though all of those bullshit lies that we've been fed come up to the surface to be re-examined. Is that true? Don't I think Rihanna's fucking hot <laughs> with her belly out like that? Right. Show the world what's possible. Show the world what's possible. Also, yeah. I, I think with one kid, by the way, it is, it's, it's not as free. Maybe you are a little more tired, but it is like a sort of like ballsy, badass move mm. to like travel with them and right. have them backstage and put on their like noise canceling headphones and yeah and like breastfeed them before you get on. It feels like, holy shit, I'm capable of this. Yeah. Labor feels like that also, just for the record. Oof. Even when it's a <laughs> shitty labor. Which happens. Of but, course, yeah. But labor in general, you're like, oh. oh I did that, th yeah. That's what I'm built for? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I can't with you. It's so it's a weird thing because you're like, I've been living in this skin all this time. Right, but you don't even know the possibilities mm -hmm. until you do. Mm -hmm. What your body's been preparing for literally since you're a teenager. Yeah. Actually, in the womb, if you're pregnant with a little girl, um, the eggs are formed like before, I think even eyeballs. <laughs> like oh, whoa. that's how that's crazy. Like we were in our grandmothers. Like mm. our grandmothers were pregnant with our mothers, and inside that mom, baby, were the eggs of me. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah, that's how connected we are to that line. All the way back and forward. Deep shook. <laughs> <laughs> but the real the real question that you did mention um, when we were talking about coming on was like the question of like relevance. Relevance and also just like how the world looks at you. It's like you're no longer this. I don't know. I think it's bullshit, but this like attractive, young, desirable pop star and and the world is kind of telling us through society that these are the recording artists today mm. on TikTok and and Instagram and oh I'm young and I have so much time ahead of me and like record labels will only sign younger artists that have so much ahead of ahead of themselves sure. that aren't too tied down or mm. they won't get distracted with their families or they won't start thinking about other things mm -hmm. like People want to put their money down and invest in you and know that you're theirs yeah. and that they own you. Yeah. And that's also why I'm so avid about creating your own work and, yeah. and trying to live that independent artist life as much as possible because then you get to create those things and you get to own those projects and you get to say the timeline of when they're coming out and controlling them. I'm so glad you landed that plane for yourself. I was like going <laughs> to swoop in and... I mean, Let you know what my friend Alicia Joe Rabins is one of my favorite independent musicians, uh, poets, writers. She's amazing. And about like, I don't know, it must have been four years into um, my motherhood experience is actually when I started to slow down creatively. Mm. And really, I think it was because of COVID. For me, motherhood has always been... Um, not easy, but I don't think an impediment to my spiritual or creative process. 
it's definitely been an impediment to my time management skills. <laughs> like, would I have loved to do my hair a little bit more for puts for today? <laughs> it would have been nice. I didn't have time. And I have to sort of like reckon with that. Like, that's just not, that's not important. Right. I got here. We figured out how to make this recording session work while you were still in town. Yeah. That, you know, priorities. So Priorities. And that kind of, that's what I'm hearing from other moms is like it really puts life into perspective. Yeah. And you kind of don't care about all the little details that really don't matter that today I might think are so dramatic and such big problems that I have. And it's like once once real life hits you, you're like, oh, please. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of respect for whatever is on your plate right now. And I think you are setting the stage for mm-hmm. a beautiful life. Setting the stage. I like yeah, that. you are. It's like, a, it's like the light, the, the theater of life, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Alicia Joe Rabins once told me, she's like, you need to create your own projects. Mm-hmm. If you want to do a one woman show, write it, produce yeah. it, direct it, whatever. This podcast, right? Where I can be transparent with Marty, <laughs> my, our producer is sitting right here, and like, let her know what's up with me. And really be myself. Let them know that like motherhood is important to me. I, they know exactly what my childhood situation is. Childhood also, but also child care. Interesting that you do know both. <laughs> <laughs> but so, where authenticity and like transparency has really served me. And I remember Alicia Joe saying that when she was, she's like ten years ahead of me in in her art and her parenting and. You're right. If you have ownership over your creative life, you get to decide. You get to decide. And like the way other people look at you, first of all, they don't even need to know that you have a child. I mean, it's not, it's no I mean, one's it, business. Yeah, I mean, unless you, unless you launch a podcast called Mom Curious. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, uh, and I you might. it's your brand uh, and like what you share with the rest of the world. They don't need to know. Yeah. I mean, you're singing may have nothing to do with it i find it hard though to not share that part of you well when you're when you're a person who shares exactly because i mean for the record guys nicole Raviv does share beautifully on instagram thank you i hope you give her a follow (laughs) about your life and process and travels Yeah. yeah and i've told that to people that my home is is very much a part of me and what i share so i find it that I mean, we'll see, but it might be hard to keep that part silent. Also because I'm sure some writing, some music making will come of that time. Right. And I think about like how my singing will be when I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. I sang. I sang so many concerts. Was it harder? No. And honestly, it was so cool to know that like the reverberations were happening. I remember singing with Ness. And being like, you're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Must sound real good in there. Do you find that their musical abilities mm. are... Ness, for sure, and his language abilities are profound. Mm. Yeah. Paz, I think she's like a kind of a little little dancer. But they're, um, they have like the little performer in them, the little, the, oh. the little Daniela in yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, I mean, surprising no one, we have like so many costumes. <laughs> Are they giving like shows at home? They're giving shows. They're giving shows like at 
preschool. They're like showing up head to toe in Elsa costumes. Both of them, by the way. I have no problem letting letting Ness like dress in whatever he wants. She wants to be a fucking astronaut. He wants to be a princess. Like, let's do this. Um, I love it. Yeah, and they and they do have some some gifts. I I, I think for me, I was so like valued for my performance abilities Mm. um which i think was nice but i had i want to just value them for being just existing like they don't have to be high achievers they don't i'm sure they will be i i don't really doubt that but they don't have to like they don't need to make me proud in that way they just them being them is good enough beautiful try to be beautiful (laughs) it takes off so much pressure yeah because I do feel like there was some pressure for me to same well when you have a gift I think the community the parents like they're like whoa what do we do with this (laughs) I feel that with my son also I'm like what do we do with this we don't do anything we enjoy it like we just enjoy it that's the shift I've I've Mm. made the sort of upgrade in parenting generation to generation. Also, I just want to tell you, I booked way more work as an actor since I've been a mother. Interesting. So I just want you to know. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm some sexy, relevant lady, (laughs) the mom podcast. You are, Daniela. I mean, enough, but I think you show the world what's possible. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Oh. <laughs> I do, I do. Oh. You're an inspiration. Oh. So are you, yeah, buddy. Take it, take it in. Thank you. Okay, I'm just taking it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> what's up next for you? Ooh, good question. Yeah, it's the it's the writing and the... It's the writing. It's creating my own project and hopefully taking it on the road. Great. And taking my babies with me. Oh my god, that's so fucking cool. That's the long term plan. Um, your husband's a sweetheart. Yeah. You he think is. is he good with late nights? He is. Okay, yeah. good. Well, there you go. Important. He, he works American hours when we're in Israel and he travels a lot to the States. So I think he's kind of in it to win it. Like oh god, just whatever gets thrown at his plate, he's like they call him always down Aishi, like all his friends. Like he's just always down. Like whatever you're going to say, he's like, okay. Wow. So I've kind he's of also been... also a great um, Instagram husband. I mean, like the <laughs> angles. Like he's always there for it. That's been my training. I'll have to say. I mean, <laughs> brava. But like that, like like that. Like I'm like, take a picture of me or take a video. This is a moment. Yes. I'm going to sing this or whatever. This is coming out next week. I need your help. I love it. So I'm kind of the person that asks for it, and I feel like you have to be vocal with your, oh, with your needs. Yes, that's something I'm also learning. Is proud of you being able to 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 vocalize what you want and and share and communicate and hope that the other person receives it in a good way. Um, and, and if not, mend when it. When yeah, it's I mean, we'll mending. have arguments for sure. I think like me being in this industry is tough. Yeah. And the traveling that I'll do alone or, you know, the situations that I'm in sometimes could make a person who's at home or, 
you know, with the dog or with future baby, like <gasps> feeling like I'm kind of withering away. Yeah. And and that's going to be something that I'm going to need to learn to balance is work and family and mm -hmm. make sure both are strong because for me, I want them to be. I never saw myself as like a stay at home mom. And not that there's anything wrong with that. No. I just feel like I want to be out there. I And you have a gift. And and yeah, I don't want that several to, to just be in the four walls of my of my house. In Israel, you were saying that um, it's rather like feminist. Oh yeah, in this <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it depends who you ask, and I'm not going to get into politics or like government and stuff. But right, well, in this moment in time. Yeah, but I think that there's a really big emphasis on like mom life and, you know, take your baby with you or leave work early to go pick up your baby is totally accepted. Wow. Like wow. family comes first. There are so many times where I'll speak to someone or in a professional environment and they'll come up, they'll tell me things where I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was like a thing. Like, I didn't know I could be so open and, and casual and warm when I'm coming from like New York, professional like emails only yeah. <laughs> and in like Canada also do we have to compartmentalize um well Canada as well like so you're talking about Canada and Israel are both like socialized healthcare, mm. very much like equal opportunity tell us by the way take the stage you gotta educate <laughs> us all right now I just yeah I mean it's different than than in America but because because it's socialized health care I mean yeah you have a lot of you have a lot of things that you can access without having to like pay number one or feel like you're struggling for like there's wow. as a citizen you have rights and it's nice. It's so nice. <laughs> and for women there's a lot that that is available for you. I know that my sisters are young moms and there's activities and mommy and me circles and and all free. Like with the what? with yeah, like Tel Aviv, we we all live in Tel Aviv. Wow. And as a citizen, you you have, I mean, sometimes it'll be like private workshops or whatever that you'll want to invest in, but there's a lot of resources available for you and making sure you don't go crazy in your home. Wow. And it's such a community-oriented culture It's community also. and it's Jewish and it's faithful and it's, yeah. it's inclusive. <laughs> oh my God, that is so beautiful. In Canada also, just to note, they get an, a year right. maternity leave. You know that we don't have any maternity leave at all. Zero. Yeah. It depends on the employer. But um, here in the United States, it's still a huge problem. Yeah, that's tough. I'm so glad you're not in that <laughs> vortex. I mean, you, you, you never know where I'll, where I'll live. Like, I, I don't know what, what the future holds. But I'm happy that currently I'm in a place where I feel safe and I feel like it's a good grounds for me to blossom into motherhood <laughs> I love that so much but yeah I mean I'm proud of you I think it's important to talk about these things before like mentally prepare emotionally yeah. prepare physically by the way prepare. physically physically you can keep one. your workouts going right it's important it's yeah, important I do <laughs> you do I mean yeah I you're just... so fit what do you do <laughs> Uh, yoga. I started surfing. Really? Yeah, that was a big one that I wanted to do when I started living by the beach. That's awesome. Um, some Pilates sometimes, swimming. Love it. I'm not like a big gym rat. <laughs> I love you it. You won't see me like lift weights at the gym, but everything else, yes. 
Yeah. It's sort of like low impact. smooth quality yeah. of your soul, of your voice. <laughs> it's so beautiful. No, I definitely keep active and I will keep active. I know that's a big, that's a big thing that you should, you should do. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much faith in you. Oh, I'm so moved by you your give artistry. Me a blessing. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just like so moved by everything you put out into the world. It's so nice. It's so nice what you do. It really is. I'm grateful for you being here. I'm thank excited you. to like get a shamama. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just excited to see what's up next for you. And if you guys want to follow Nicole Revive on Instagram, please go ahead and do that. She's got some beautiful music up there. Um, just inspiring takeaways from the world and peace through art. Let's see how it all unfolds. Yeah. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> any parting words or no you good i think you said them okay bye guys <laughs> see you next week thank you thank you thank you as always for listening to the mom curious podcast my name is daniela Ravani. i am your host and I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.